Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine. And I'm Jeremiah. So, welcome to everybody. I'm going to yeah. say it once again. Happy New Year to Happy everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah. Yeah. I get to say it now. Happy New Year. There you go. There you go. Yeah, this is our first recording of the of 2023. It is. Right? It is. Yes. So, we are in episode 65.1. Mm-hmm. And it's Exodus chapter three. three. So mm-hmm. we'll continue on with that. So how are you doing there, Jeremiah? I have been uh, a little sick the last week or so, uh, but uh, feeling much better and able to breathe. So that's a very good sign. How yes. About you? I'm, I'm well. Yeah. My back is a little achy. You know, I think that it's like a culmination, like, of all the stress of trying to get Christmas together. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I've been sitting with a heating pad. Not today. I don't have a heating pad on me today, but a couple of days in a row. But it'll it'll be good. It'll be good. So, nice. yeah. Holidays were very nice. We had some guests coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. My father-in-law came in from Hawaii, which was a lot of fun. That was 10 days. And... Uh, Joshua came with his girlfriend for Christmas Eve, and they stayed over for two nights, which was really nice. So, yeah. But then they went back, and then New Year's Eve was just quiet, just me and Joshua, Mm -hmm. uh, Gabriel and and Rich, just the three of us. I have not posted my pictures yet to Facebook. I don't know why. I better do it fast, (laughs) because it's going to lose momentum. (laughs) See, I post later so that everybody wants to focus just on my stuff. So they're right. they're already right. they're gonna actually stop and look. Right. <laughs> nice. So narcissistic. <laughs> so anyway. So well, how was your holiday? Holidays were good. We uh spent time with family, um didn't go anywhere and hung out, actually celebrated I don't say celebrated, but I mean we gotta had we had a get together on New Year's Eve Eve, um, and uh, then on New Year's Eve, my wife had to work New Year's Day, so she was out by like ten or eleven, and then I tried to go to sleep, and I did not realize that fireworks are a big thing in this area. Had no yeah. clue, no clue, because we're always out. And it was quite loud. And you know what's funny though? It didn't bother the dog. He was fine with it. Maybe he's going here. <clears throat> you know, they actually showed, I think on Instagram, I follow Ken's Five. And um, I think they showed like an overview of like the city of San Antonio. Yeah, with like a helicopter or something. And they showed yeah, you know, all the see, fireworks. Yeah, all the fireworks going off. It was yeah. pretty amazing. Hawaii's like that. Um, my father-in-law had to leave on the 30th because he's got two dogs and they do not fare well with the, uh, with the fireworks. Mm-hmm. So he had to be home to make sure that they were okay and to keep them calm. So, yeah. which is kind of sad because I really was hoping he would stay, but mm-hmm. it wasn't going to happen this year. But yeah, it's a, it's a big to do. I don't think I rem- I don't, I didn't hear anything out here. I really? didn't hear any fireworks, and we stayed up, uh-huh. so 
Yeah, I don't remember hearing any fireworks in this little part of town, which is kind of odd. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I was trying to go to sleep, but yeah, didn't work out for a little bit. Well, we watched, um, we streamed Times Square until nine o'clock because we're three hours behind. Uh -huh. <clears throat> so we watched the the ball drop <laughs> in New York at nine. Then we watched a movie, and then we watched again, <laughs> yeah. like Dick Clark's Rockin' the Easy or something. <laughs> nice. So we saw it twice. Nice. So you're two oh. years in already. I am. I'm into 2024. There you go. <laughs> I skipped a year. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Well... Thank you, everyone out there who's listening to us. Uh, we really do appreciate your uh, long time listening and, uh, and that you're in it with us for the long run till we finish. Um, so uh, we're going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll dive into uh, Chapter 3. Sounds good. All right. All right. Let's pray. Lord, Father, we offer you blessings and, and we, we praise and worship you, Lord. And, and my prayer is that in everything that we do, that we give you praise and worship. Down to the littlest item that we do, it's whatever it is, Lord. My prayer is that it's, it's an offering to you. Mm. Uh, we, we come before you now, Lord, and on my heart, um, there's a lot of, uh, medical things going on around the world. It seems like, at least in my world, Lord. Um, and so I do pray for my, uh, close family. We're going through some med medical issues, some, some more serious than others, Lord. And, uh, my prayer is for, for healing and, and your will, Lord, whatever your will is, uh, for us to be able to work with it, Lord, and accept it and, and praise you for it. Uh, whatever road uh, comes up before us. I pray for our listeners and our viewers, Lord, uh, if they have any medical situations going on. I know it's a new year and uh, medical insurance changes and doctors change and everything, Lord. So I pray for, for guidance and wisdom in, in the new year on uh, getting uh, the right people in place to take care of us, Lord. And, I know a lot of times uh, we we tend to not do self-care and and try to care for others. But, Lord, I pray for the wisdom of uh, uh, for us to remember that for us to be able to take care of others, we do have to take care of ourselves. And so self-care, uh, getting yourself to a doctor, getting medication, whatever it is, Lord, I pray for that reminder and that. Uh, wisdom to do what we need to do to stay in the best health that we can so that we can continue to provide care and, and, and health for our friends and our families, Lord. Yeah. I uh, pray over the new year, Lord, I pray that we do the right things within your will to get new listeners and new viewers, that we share your word and get it out into the world. Uh, and that's our goal is to read your word daily and and read it to the world, Lord, and, and get people engaged and involved in a relationship with you. Um, so that's my prayer for this year, Lord, is that we can grow this podcast 
and uh, just give people the opportunity to get in the habit of reading your word a chapter at a day uh, is all it takes to, to be able to learn who you are, to know who you are, and be in a right relationship with you, Lord. And we, we get that because of your son who died on the cross, who took all of the sin of the world forever and ever, Lord, and was that ultimate sacrifice that we needed to be able to, to get this relationship with you, Lord. And what an amazing, amazing thing for a, a person to do. Uh, I, I know it was you in man form, but Lord, even still, we know Jesus was very heartbroken and it was it was not easy. It was not an easy task, Lord. Um, but Jesus did it so that we can be in such a better relationship with you. And so we thank you for your son dying for our sins, Lord. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say. And keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, you were on fire. That was good. Not that you aren't always, but it's really good. Sometimes I feel a little selfish because I'm just praying what's going on with me. But No, because and I meant to ask you earlier about, but I'll ask you later. So okay. I, I, it was on my mind and I, it, we got sidetracked. So anyway, all right, let's dive into chapter three, uh, Exodus chapter three, <clears throat> Moses and the burning bush. One day, Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. He, fled, he led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing. Moses said to himself, Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I am the, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh, harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? God answered, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, 
If I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, What is his name? Then what should I tell them? God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Now go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me. He told me, I have been watching closely and I see how the Egyptians are treating you. I have promised to rescue you from your oppression in Egypt. I will lead you to a land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites now live. The elders of Israel will accept your message. Then you and the elders must go to the king of Egypt and tell him, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with, with us. So please let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless a mighty hand forces him. So I will raise my hand and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them. Then, at last, he will let you go. And I will cause the Egyptians to look favorably on you. They will give you gifts when you go, so you will not leave empty-handed. Everyone, every Israelite woman will ask for articles of silver and gold and fine clothing from her Egyptian neighbors and from the foreign women in their houses. You will dress your sons and daughters with these, stripping the Egyptians of their wealth. All right. That's it, right? That's it. Did you highlight? I did highlight. I highlighted a lot at the beginning, like things that kind of popped out at me. Yeah. Okay, let me just say this out loud because it was in the back of my head. So for every person living before, what is it? I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, everybody has seen the Ten Commandments, right? <laughs> With Charlton Heston. No, You've never seen the Ten Commandments? No. Ever? No. Oh, okay. So, you have to watch it. I mean, that's like a yearly Easter thing. Uh, I know. I just never, never felt like I needed to watch it. Oh, my gosh. It's just so phenomenal. But anyway, I mean, I grew up watching that. So, anyway. So, okay. Well, then this sort of falls a little flat. So... When Charlton Heston, and if you've ever seen Charlton Heston in him, does anybody out there know who Charlton Heston is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> please, please make a comment if you have. Um, so, big actor, you know, just bigger than life. So, when Charlton Heston is at the mountain and God is talking to him, you know, obviously through, I think it's Cecil B. DeMille is the person who uh, directed this movie. Right. The voice of God is like, 
you know, James Earl Jones, you know, like that kind of like Darth Vader kind of voice, you know? Uh Yeah. So in my head, as I'm reading this, I feel like I want to do that. I I got you. you. (laughs) And that's all I hear. You know, I hear this like, you know, booming voice. Okay. Where did you start highlighting? Well, before I highlight, I would like to point out that there are in and, and now <coughs> with social media, people can say things and no have valid, have no validity in it and just talk. So there is an idea going around that potentially uh, Moses was hallucinating during this experience with God because of the fact there was a burning bush. And there are people out there that think that this burning bush was some type of hallucinogen, which caused him to think that he was talking with God. Oh, that's interesting. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's out there. And I don't know. Again, there's no study. There's no um, no historian or it, – it's just regular people trying to disprove the Bible is what it is. So it's a bunch of people that are don't really know what they're talking about. Okay, well, that's interesting. I, I've never heard or, that or before. I'm not yeah. really out on social media, so, you know, not really. I mean, I'm on Instagram and Facebook, but, you know, barely. Yeah. I don't pay attention to any of that stuff, uh, just be, probably for those reasons, you know. <laughs> I mean, anyway. Well, that's kind of sad to me, you know, that they, yeah. you know, the thing that I wanted to point out, was and we're going to get to it and you might have checked you might have okay first of all we have to back up we have to remind everybody that the first five books of the old testament is written by moses right so this is basically his account of god and the history of the israelites so i thought it was interesting uh in verse uh between two and three he's it says moses stared in amazement Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. That's his own account. Those are his own words, and it's him talking to himself. So he knows that he was talking to himself. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. So you have to you have to put the the book in context. You know the 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 verbiage is him. It's a good point. So anyway. Um, so that's pretty cool though, that you brought that up, uh, to make people understand that this is, I mean, you know, you're, it's all about faith. Yeah. And you know, I mean, you can't prove it or disprove it except for the fact that we know, we know, we know, we know our God and we know, we know what he's done. Right. And we know how big he is. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's good. (laughs) So where did you start? Well, I mean, I highlighted uh, in the first verse just that Jethro was the priest of Midian. Um, just that it's, you know, to me, it just, and if we go further, it'll, I'll explain it more, but just how, I don't want to say religious, but how Moses is still in the faith arena when he thinks he's run away from Egypt and he thinks he's just trying to be a regular guy. He's still part of quote unquote, the church. 
Yes. That makes sense, you know. Well, let me go back though, real quick, because when they when they called Jethro his father-in-law, mm -hmm. if you go back to uh, chapter two, uh, verse twenty-one, Moses was out there. Uh, you know, he say he helped the daughters of uh, Ru. I don't know how to say it right, Ruel. Uh-huh. And, you know, they they came back and they tell their father, you know, this Egyptian guy helped us out, saved us from the shepherds. Um, and so Ruel gave Moses his daughter Zipporah to be his wife. So is it is Ruel the dad or is Jethro? Like who who are these two different men that are claiming to be his father-in-law? I'm just arising that question. I'm just bringing it up because I was yeah. a little confused with that. So maybe it'll come to light later on. I don't know. That's true. So, but I've always known that Jethro was his father-in-law. Right, right. So I don't know where this other guy, Ruel, comes from. Well, and you know, there is, there is um, instances where names have been changed for significant reasons. And I don't remember, maybe maybe this is one of those name changes. It could be, you know, and he didn't feel the necessity to, you know, I don't know, expound on it. So that's fine. I don't want to, like, waste, not waste time, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Are you looking it up? Well, of course I'm looking it up. <laughs> of course I am. Um, oh, there's another instance where they call... Him, Hobab, Hobab. Ruel, Jethro, or Ho Hoab? Hold yeah. on, my phone is buzzing. Hold All right. On. Yeah, this is. My system doesn't like this uh, website. So he has three different names, maybe? Yeah, this is something. I'll look into it. I don't. Okay. You know, we don't have time to get into it right now, but. No, I just wanted to point that out. Just Well, somebody else out there might have thought the same thing. I might not be the only one thinking that. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. That's why it's, it's on the internet, too. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So, uh, so uh, Moses comes to uh, Sinai, the mountain of God, mm -hmm. uh, and the angel of the Lord appears to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. And Moses stares in, in amazement. I highlighted all of that. Yeah. And then I go back into Moses said to himself, why isn't that bush burning up? I must go yeah. see it. Exactly. <laughs> like I thought to myself. <laughs> yeah, that that is not something you see every day. No, definitely not. So, all right. Where did you continue on? Uh, we're... Uh, in verse 4, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Um, just if one, to see a burning bush and then hear a voice come from it too has got to be pretty Yeah. shocking. I would probably be pretty taken back by that if I was out. And, you know, I live in the area of the desert out here, so... Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of walking trails out here, like not with you know within walking distance, I can get onto any one of those trails. And if I ran into a burning bush, I'd be freaking out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just yeah, just a burning bush itself would be like, uh, and then it's not burning, 
And then it starts talking to you like, wow. Yeah. That yeah. would be... Uh, but And the thing is, he answers it. He does. <laughs> like, he does. Here I am. You know? Yeah. Um, and then do not come any closer. I, I, I highlighted all of five. Right. And six. You know, basically, I mean, we can really pick this apart. Uh, but basically... This is just God introducing himself to Moses. In the same way that he introduced himself to all of Israel and every person beforehand. Exactly. And he says it in the same exact way. Right. Right? Exactly. So, you know, I'm, I'm the God your, uh, of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Mm-hmm. And when Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Yeah, you're not supposed to look at God. Right. Or he'll die. Right. Well, they can, I mean, we come to find out that they can't even say his name. Uh, uh, yeah. Verbally, yeah. Yeah. We'll learn that here a little bit later on, but. Yes. Uh, and then I highlighted just a little bit in seven. Uh, the Lord told him. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries of distress. And then I went into eight. Am I doing the same thing you're, that you might have done? <laughs> yeah, I highlighted everything. Because it's, it's, it's God speaking and acknowledging, look, I know what's going on. Uh, and I'm ready to get them out. And you're, yes. the, man, you're, you're, you're the man for the job. Yes. Yeah. And then this I find interesting when you jump down to 11. Moses protested to God. Who fights God? Right. Like, who has the nerve? <laughs> it's like, wow. Well, but I, and I think this shows the relationship too to say, you know, Moses, you know, we know Moses did have great faith, but, you know, in the beginning, he's like, whoa, I know you're God, but. Come on. It's not me. Yeah. 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 Who and, am I? Yeah. To, to appear before Pharaoh and before and get Israel out of Egypt. But, you know, I think that's the kind of question that a lot of us face. And that's our answer. It's like, well, what do you mean, Lord? What am I supposed to do? I can't do that. That's right. I'm not prepared or I'm not ready or I'm not. The, the, you got the wrong person. I know right. I've said that a lot of times. I say it every day. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm like, who am I to, you know, I've said this at the beginning of our Bible study over a year ago. It's like God used a donkey, you know, yeah. so I guess he could use me, you know. But uh, I, God answers him because mm -hmm. you're not doing it alone. And he tells right. that to all of us. It's not just Moses. He says, God answered, I will be with you. Exactly. Cut and dry. As yep. long as I'm with you. You're going to be successful because I'm successful. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. Um, what did you do next? Uh, and then I went on to 13. Moses yeah. still like, well, you, you may be with me, but if I go to the people of Israel, I mean, they're not going to believe me. They're going to ask me, what's his name and, and what should I tell them? So, again, Moses is trying to get out of this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It's like, yes. look, Lord, I, I'm, I'm here, but really? Yeah. And, and, you know, as we go further down the next few chapters, too, we'll find out just how. And maybe that whole incident 
with him uh, killing an Egyptian, maybe, the, you know, this is part of the fear. He's already wanted, you know, for for killing a national, I guess we could say in that sense. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm really not in a position to be going to, in front of people and demanding things. You know, the Israelites hate me. The Egyptians hate me. Right. Do you, you know, it's, do you, do you have the right guy? I mean, this, what would I tell them? Would they even believe me? Well, if you go back though, uh, I think, I think I saw, there was a new Pharaoh, right? Didn't the old Pharaoh die? Uh, where was that? Could have been. Oh, yeah. In verse 1, oh, so there was a new king who came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. So we have the new right. Pharaoh. I don't think that one died. I think it's the same Pharaoh. Okay, so we're still on... Okay, again, I go back to that movie. I keep, you know, Yul Brynner is in my head as the Pharaoh. It's just, I'm sorry, everybody. I can't help the fact that my brain is polluted with movies. <laughs> so anyway, um, so this is the same Pharaoh that was trying to kill the babies. And that's how... That's how Moses came to be because his mother, you know, saved him. Okay. Right, right. So, anyway, so we're still on the same Pharaoh. So this Pharaoh does know that Moses is the one that killed the Egyptian in the field. Yes. Okay. All right. So you, we brought that up. Okay. So I highlighted in 14, somebody, I don't know who it was, and maybe you remember, it was either... It was either Robert or Ed, I can't remember, but he did a kind of a study on this or mentioned it. And there's something behind the whole, I am who I am. Do you remember any of that? No. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. So say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Meaning I am, I am present. I am, I'm, I was, I am, I will be. I'm always right. around. Right. Right? I yep. think that that's what they've mentioned. And these are pastors, so I'm just trying to go with yeah, yeah. what, you know, seasoned people have mentioned. But I think that that's what the whole I am is. And, you know, what, what I find interesting, too, because what comes up in some of my stuff is uh, also people that are trying to discuss the divinity of Jesus and the fact that they're trying to dispute that Jesus never claimed he was God. But what we've learned from our teachers, again, I'm not the scholar. This is what we learn in church and this is what we learn from actual scholars is that Jesus actually uses this same phrase when they ask him who he is. Yes. He says, I am. It, he does. That's exactly... And he has said it. He did claim it. Right. You know, I, people who don't, that that's why it's so important to read and to keep yes. reading and to keep rereading. And, you know, I'll go through this Bible as many times as God will let me live on this earth. As long as I, you know, as long as I can, I'll keep, I, after we finish this Old Testament, I, we go right back into the New Testament and right. you reread it again because you're going to find new stuff. It's living, it's breathing, it's constant. 
And so, and so when Jesus says, I am, I am the son of God. I mm-hmm. am the Trinity. I, I, it is, it's all encompassing, right? Right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. the same language. It's the same look back. I mean, he's, and this is, which is why the Bible is all about Jesus. That's right. It's all about Jesus. That's right. And so that's where we see that it's, again, this is Jesus in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, you, we have to keep being aware of that. So, um, so it goes on to say, I kept, I kept going, 14, yep. 15. Uh, God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, and there's an asterisk next to it. So it would be three, Yahweh 15, 315. Yahweh is a transliteration of the proper name, Y-H-W-H, that is sometimes rendered Jehovah. Oh, that's true. Somebody else was talking about that. It might have been David Jeremiah uh, was saying that there were no uh, vowels. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. So that's why it was spelt that way. Anyway, we're again we're splitting hair. I, I I don't want to say splitting hairs because it's all important. It's all encompassing because, you know, knowing the way that it was written in the early language, you know, we're not you and I'm not I'm not privy to it because I'm not right. you know I didn't go to Bible school. No, it's significant. We know it's significant, and and you'll hear people say how it's significant. But you know, yeah, it I always can't remember because I didn't study it so. Right. Yeah. But, and reading these little notes at the bottom of your pages is important because that gives you a little bit of background. I try to go back to see if there's an asterisk. I always try to go back and see what their explanation is of whatever that asterisk is. And can I say, I just looked at the footnotes here. Yeah. It says three, one footnote a Moses father-in-law went by two names. (laughs) Oh, how funny. We didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, how hilarious. You are. Answer. Good job. Well, I guess we should have looked at that asterisk, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> All right. My bad. Cool. Well, that's good. That was the answer to that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and now you don't have to go look it up. I know. It's, oh, he had two names. That's so funny. Okay, so... Um, <coughs> Going on to, uh, he says it again, I am the uh, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. So I am is the name to be remembered, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then I did 16 as well. Did you? Um. Yes. Yeah. I pretty much highlighted everything that God said. Yeah. Well, you can really highlight the whole chapter, you know, because right. it's pretty pertinent. I did not. I did that one. And then the only other thing I highlighted was 19. Uh, and that was it. So it, I'm going to let you take over since you highlighted more. Well, and I, I think it's significant because <laughs> of Moses protesting, like, you know, what, what am I... Why do you want me to go? You know, what do you want me to say? And so what God does is he understands where Moses is and what Moses is going through. And so 
you know, these are specific instructions. And, and he tells him, well, this is what's going to happen. And to give him the confidence to go. You know, yeah. you tell them, you, you tell them who I am, which is the way he always introduces himself. You tell them this, they'll, they'll know, hey, this is, you know, this is who I am is. And um, tell them what you're there to do. Um, and tell them you want to take a three-day journey into the wilderness, offer sacrifices to the Lord your God. And I know, I know, looking at Egypt's going to say, nope, can't do it. And, yeah. you know, he goes into saying, I will raise my hand and strike the Egyptians, performing all kinds of miracles among them. And then at last he will let you go. So it's planned out. And it's Moses is told, trust, you know, he's telling him, trust me, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. And this is what you're going to do to make yeah. it happen. Well, and if you go back into Genesis, if you, if I recall, God told I think it was Joseph that mm -hmm. I will be bringing the people back from Egypt. He knew this was all going to happen. It was all going to transpire. So he, he told him, he's like, I'm going to bring everybody back to this land that I promised them, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites all live now. Mm -hmm. So they're going to go back to Canaan. So he's already, like he said, he's already giving him, you know, what the future is going to bring. And so now we're going to be waiting to see what Joseph, uh, Joseph, uh, Moses and Moses is going to keep fighting him too. Like he when is. we get into chapter four, it's going to keep going, you know, cause he's still, you know, Moses is still not convinced that he's the right guy. Right. Right. So, we're going to find out, you know, how God also aids him in this. And you know what just popped in my head and I, I'm just wondering. So Moses was raised as an Egyptian, um, does he know the tradition of, of the, the Israelites? Well, that's what I'm like. Okay. So I didn't want to say it out loud, but I was thinking this earlier. So between the time when Moses killed the guy, the other Egyptian, and he escapes to Midian and he goes to live with the Israelites, right? He doesn't really talk about, uh, he doesn't really explain anything like right. about like what, what his beliefs are. You know, he should be like, you said, well, he was raised by his mom though, up until he went back, she sent him back to, uh, the daughter of Pharaoh. At what age though? Well, it doesn't really say. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, which may make this significant in the fact that, you know, maybe even if he was taught as a young child, but I'm pretty sure, you know, his, his middle school and high school years is what we would call them. You know, I'm sure that was all Egyptian mythology or they didn't call it mythology, but, you know, they, their religion. Right. So the fact that he's coming back to Israelites and telling them, talking to them like God has talked to Abraham and Jacob and Joseph and telling them this is, you know, this is who God is and this is what God has promised and this is what God's going to do for you. If that also convinces the Israelites, like, wait a minute, 
you're an Egyptian. Do you, you know, do you really know our history? I mean, how do you know it so well that, I mean, I, I think it makes sense that the Israelites were like, wow, you, you know, what's going on, you know, we need to get out of here. And, and you're making a convincing argument that, you know, you are from God because you may not know all these things. Or remember oh, I, see what, I see what you're saying. I, it just popped yeah. in my head. I, I, again, I don't know how much Moses knew about everything. Well, if you if you really want to dissect it, I mean, it, and like you said, it doesn't sit really say, but like in 2 verse 10, it says, Later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. <clears throat> so she calls him a boy. Mm-hmm. So that could be anywhere, like, okay, according to our standards, it could be anywhere between, like, let's say 10 and 18. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So by I the could, time you... I could even so say, like, you know, seven or eight. Okay. Well, even then, by seven or eight, you, you've probably been engulfed in the Jewish traditions and the Israelites and, and what they believe in. And, and he was probably raised to know God, according mm. to that. Then when he switches over to Pharaoh's daughter, she's teaching him to, you know, worship Baal probably and whatever other gods <clears throat> that they believed in. So right. he's kind of got both sides of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think you're right when you say, you know, when he goes to the people of Israel, like you're trying to say, what's your credibility, right? Right, right. So the fact is that even though he was raised as an Egyptian, he has the, first of all, he's by blood, he's an Israelite. Right. He's Hebrew. So by that, his birthright is that. Although nobody knows that because he was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. Yeah. So, but I think that all comes to light, does it? Maybe. I don't know. Later on. I think it's later on, yeah. I, we'll have to find out. But anyway, um, you know, but the fact is, is that God came to a quote-unquote Egyptian. Yeah. So, but he's saying, you know, I know that the king of Egypt's not going to let you go, and it's going to take a mighty hand to force him, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. And we all know that because we've read a story before. Well, not everybody. If, if this is their first time reading it, we don't know. Right. But, um, is there anything else you wanted to add to that? No, I think, I think we did a lot. We, we did a lot. We did, we, we, we really did sort of, uh, we really dug into it, I think. Hmm. So, um, it was always good reading, I think. And it's going to get even bigger. There's going to be even more. It's going to get even bigger, and um, it's going to get more interesting as we're reading through it. So, anyway. All right. Well, we are uh, at the moment of uh, giving you all the opportunity, whoever's out there, to uh, commit your life to Jesus. If you haven't done that uh, and you feel like God is telling you to do that, we will lead you in the prayer of salvation. Um, if you're already a believer, feel free to say it with us. Um, but we're going to go ahead and lead you in that prayer. It's not about us. It's about your relationship with God and, 
and God knocking on the door. God will never force himself on you. He will never force himself through the door. He's just going to knock on it. Right. And it's up to you whether you want to open it up. So uh, let's go ahead and pray. And, uh, and then we uh, will continue. I'm sorry. Got to put my Bible down first. All right, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus on the cross. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, it's amazing. Congratulations. And this is a new birthday in Jesus. So we always say, mark it in your Bible that today is your day. We don't know. I mean, you could be listening to us right now. Today, the day that we recorded, it could be a year from now. We have no idea. But whatever time it is, we congratulate you and mark it down. Put it on your calendar. Yes. Um, we also suggest you get to uh, somebody who can help you navigate to the next step. If you have questions, uh, get to a pastor, somebody who might have been praying for you all along. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We, I don't know what your circumstances are. Um, but go to a church, get involved, join a ministry, start a Bible study, whatever it is God's telling you to do, go do it. Don't yeah. just sit around. So. Yeah. And you can protest him. I think, you know, like Moses did, but listen, listen. Yeah. Yeah, right that's, way. that's a good point. That's a really good point. I mean, you know, it took me a week. <laughs> I mean, stretched out. So, yeah. you know, it might not be like that for you. It might be longer. Maybe it's been going on. Maybe God has been knocking on your door and you keep fighting him. You exactly. know, he will make it clear to you. It's it's very evident when God God shows up. It's very very clear and yeah. very very evident. Yeah, he's had to do that. Yeah, so a that was a good point. And let us know. Hey, message us. Uh, send us an email. Lorraine at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Jeremiah at leapoffaithpodcast.org. Instagram, Facebook, Messenger. Uh, you know, let us know. If you have any questions, yeah. prayer requests, uh, any thoughts, please, hey, let us know and uh, like and share. Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely share us. I mean, we, we really do want to get the word out there to everybody. And uh, and I was completely, you know, when you were praying today about growing our ministry, um, you know, I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know what, but we definitely have some ideas. We just have to be really diligent right. and uh be proactive and but let God work the way he wants it to work you know mm -hmm. we don't know what his timing is I was thinking about that yesterday I was driving out to the post office and you know God is very purposeful and he's very uh, orderly he's very orderly and he has things set in motion for a certain reason anyway right. point is I was waiting at the traffic light some or no I was waiting to get into traffic somebody let me in and then there was somebody else ahead of me who was trying to get into the traffic line. So I let that person in and it popped into my head. I'm thinking this is all according to God's purpose. He's got a plan. 
even if it's this tiny, teeny thing as just being in traffic, right? there is a reason why you're in that moment, you know, why you let that person go. Maybe it could be for any reason. I don't know why, you know, maybe I avoided an accident, you know, up ahead of, you know, or I don't know, but God is very purposeful and it's very evident today in what we're reading. He's got a plan, right? you know? And if anybody thinks that they're not part of that plan, they are so wrong. Correct. Everybody's important. Everybody is significant. And there is a reason. And I, we read that back a couple of chapters ago in Genesis where uh, Joseph was telling his brothers, you know, yeah, you y'all you did me wrong, right? After Jacob died and, and right. they were afraid that he was going to turn their backs on him, his mm -hmm. back on them. And he's saying... You know what? Yeah, you did wrong, but God's going to use that for the good exactly. of his kingdom. Mm -hmm. So everybody needs to be very mindful of the fact that you are important. You are significant and God has a plan for you. Yeah. And we're all part of the team. You know, we're not all meant to be the evangelists out there speaking. Every person is a part of the team, whether you're praying for someone uh, setting up the stage, cleaning up afterwards. I mean, it's all significant in leading to uh, a, a larger purpose. Exactly. I, that's, that's exactly right. Not everybody is the star, and I hate to say it like that, but, you know, not everybody is Moses. Not everybody right. is, you know, that per. But, but it doesn't matter because whatever you're doing is very significant. Like you said, mm -hmm. even if you're sweeping up the floors after service. There's a reason. Yep. So anyway, good stuff as always. Um, so the little things, uh, we talked about what was it that you were going to bring up? So, uh, at our church, we're beginning of the year. We always do a 21 day fast. And so I think that goes along to kind of what you were going to talk about too about you know whether we do a resolution or not but it's kind of you start the year out with this fast um and the significance of you you i know some people celebrate lent and what you're doing is taking something that's a significant part of your life <clears throat> excuse me taking that out of your life and essentially trying to draw closer to god so that one of the the things is is when the the idea or the reminder comes up oh i should do this thing but you remember you're in the fast then that's time that okay this is time for me to pray for whatever it is about whatever's on my heart or whatever's going on to stop and pray like hey instead of doing this thing or whatever i'm going to pray and my relationship with god's going to get closer and then the church has uh you know a specific um goal for the fast but then as individuals we we also we want to get closer to god but is there something else in our life that we're trying to grow or to make better or, or something like that as well as you know is what we should be thinking of hmm. well i think i would like to get in on that all right so i think you said it starts tomorrow well um it, it kind of depends on when you go to church so like we go on Saturday night. So for us, it'll start tomorrow. For people that go on Sunday, it'll start on Sunday. But and then it, it it'll end in twenty one days. So I think they used to start it like on the Monday, and then they would go 
and end it after service on the next Sunday, but I guess they found it was easier just, hey, if you come to church, that way at the, at the end of the next Saturday night service in three weeks, you can go do whatever you want to do after church, right? That you've done three weeks of fasting. So I think that's a, oh, I think I that's a better so, idea. Okay. So it started on the day that you go to church. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So for 21 days, and they say 21 days breaks a bad habit. Yes. That's another thing. So I, I think, I think, uh, what maybe what I seem to remember is whatever it is that's distracting you from focusing on God is the thing that you need to be fasting from. So it could be anything. It could be, right. you know, if you are distracted by food, then you need to cut back on whatever that is. Or if it's TV <laughs> or maybe you excessively exercise because some people do yeah. that, you know. I mean, there's things that, like I told, I said that to Gabriel a long time ago. I said even things that are good for you could be bad for you if you do it to an excess. Right. So you have to balance it and figure out what it is that's distracting you from a good relationship with God. So I have to pray about that and figure it out because I yeah. know what it is, <laughs> but it's going to be really hard to get rid of it. I know. So I, I think, I, I think my, one of my daughters is doing, um, I think she said she's going to fast from TikTok. You know, I don't even want to get in on that TikTok thing. I don't know if you've heard, but out here, we've heard that the government is making the government uh, people take it off of their phones because of the control that the Chinese government has over it. Yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. And... The other thing that I've heard, this is interesting. I keep looking down at you, but I'm trying to look up at the camera. So the other thing that I find interesting, and I'm not trying to get all political here. Honestly, I'm not, because we said we weren't going to do that. But I've heard that what the Chinese children are seeing on their TikTok is vastly different from what the American kids are seeing on their TikTok. Interesting. And so the Chinese government is... Uh, focusing on teaching their kids to be diligent in schoolwork and educating themselves and improving themselves so that they are, you know, pro-Chinese, where the kids here are seeing the mindless garbage and dancing and whatever other stuff that they're seeing. So, I don't know. Is it true? Not true. I don't know. Conspiracy? Well, not conspiracy? I have no idea. There's also... You know, it, there is an algorithm to it. And, you know, I do get random things on my TikTok, but the stuff that I want to see is what I see most of the time. I get, like I said, I've, I get a lot of different um, theologians, preachers. Yeah. You know, I get stuff like that. I get um, stuff about, now I get cat stuff because my wife sends me all the cat stuff. That's mindless. But, but I mean, you can, if you watch all the dances and all that stuff, yeah, you're going to get that over and over and over. So you right. do have, kind of have a choice of what you see. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, 
it's interesting that look, I, I'm going to stop because I could go on. I know. So I won't, but yeah. I know. <laughs> um, what I'm going to fast from is, um, I know those listening can't see this, but it's, it's, uh, soda, diet soda. Wow. Um, which is a significant part of my diet, my lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and so I'll be going to water. Nice. Uh, Good job. Yeah. And, and part of that self care, part of that is, you know, bettering myself and just being healthier and, um, kind of goes towards not my resolution, but my, my word for the year. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'll share. So the word of the year of the year. Yeah. Cause okay. you're going to ask a question and I'm going to provide an answer to that question. Should you, is that the question? Should we do resolutions? Is that the question? Right. right. Yes. And so you and I are probably going to be on the same page with this. I have a funny feeling. Um, but yeah, I thought about the whole resolution thing mm -hmm. and I'm going to let you take, take it because I know what I'm, I know. I want to see if we're on the same. Okay. So page. I don't do a resolution, but I'm going to choose a word. That's going to be my word for the year for me. And so it's not just something I think about in the next couple of weeks or whatever it is. I, I resolute to get healthy, but I want it to be a word that I can carry from month to month and then have it transform and at the end of the year, be able to look back and say, okay, was this idea, it's more than a resolution, I guess. I don't know. That's how I feel. Whether it's right So or what's wrong. the word? My word is upgrade. Oh, that's a good word. I'm going to upgrade uh, my lifestyle uh, as far as like health, health wise, right? I'm, I'm going to the water uh, to lessen the soda. Uh, I'm going to upgrade my food choices to better choices. I'm not going to tell you what I snacked on before this podcast because <laughs> that is not part of an upgrade. Um, personal, I've been really slacking on. Uh, the books that I read and upgrading my, I did a little bit last year, but I really want to focus on upgrading how I live my life. I want to upgrade my professional life. I want to upgrade this podcast. I mean, there's just things that I want to kind of figure out and get to another level in a healthy way and not, and not try to say, Oh, I got to do all this within six weeks or whatever, but kind of make sure I'm, I'm growing that way. I think that's a good word. Upgrade is a good word. I thought of when you said that, I was thinking elevate. Yeah. So I think elevate is going to be my word. Okay. And so to kind of expound on that whole thought process. So uh, the question is, do you do resolutions or not? And I do not. Mm -hmm. um, and this is going along with what this is kind of adding to it. I think that it's about lifestyle changes. And so like the word, so for me, uh, 
weight is a challenging thing for me. Even though I, I, I know you can't tell by what I'm wearing here because I'm laden with big sweater. I'm not a big person. I'm literally five foot two and a half. And I, I, my, I don't care. I weigh in at about 125, which is reasonable for my height. From, but for my own personal, I would like to lose that 10 pounds. And it's been an ongoing 10 pounds for a long time. So going backwards, I was maintaining. I was doing really well at a certain weight. I was really happy with that weight. I was walking. I was exercising. You know, felt really good. Then COVID hit. Mm -hmm. And... But right before COVID, I don't know if we've had this conversation, but when my, the year that I went to go take care of my mom and I was uh, staying in New Jersey, did we have this conversation before? I, it's, it's, it's kind of familiar. Okay. And that's, I just don't want to repeat myself if it's no, 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 getting, no. you know, repetitive. Okay. So, a conversation that we had just, okay. So during that summer, I stayed with my sister and when people know that you're going through something like this with hospice and whatnot, they send food. We had more food sent to the house, and it, and it's like all good carbohydrate Italian food. <laughs> Not healthy. I cannot tell you how much I gained during that time. I dropped part of it, but then COVID hit. And so, so I've been like up and down, up and down. Again, I go back to, I don't diet. I just try to live in a healthy manner. I don't like the word diet right. because that means temporary. Right. And so I try to eat better. My husband seems to think I have a horrible diet. I don't think I do have a horrible diet, but I do want to, I'm going to use your word, upgrade to more vegetables, more fruits, less carbs, right. um, and try to balance it out. So I think, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be uh, upgrading to or elevating to, but I do think for the next 21 days, and I'm not committing to this yet because i got to pray about it, but I think I'm going to have to get off of TV for 21 days. Mm. Like, totally. Like, uh -huh. maybe ex for the exception of watching the news. But I think that that is distracting me from having a better relationship with God. And I think I need to elevate my book reading. Mm -hmm. So me I think too. that that's the direction that I'm going to be going into. Mm -hmm. awesome. I used to be an avid reader. Oh my gosh. I, when Joshua was born, I think, I, and I'm not promoting this by all means, but I think I read like most of the books that were on the Oprah book list way back in the day. Mm -hmm. uh, many of them were really good. Many of them were not. Whatever. But I think I need to start reading again. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Rich I mean, told me when he looked at my MRI that my brain was shrinking. I'm like, who tells somebody that? <laughs> How does he know? Has he seen a previous MRI? Does he know it actually shrunk? No, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm like, yeah. you don't have anything to compare it to. Maybe it's always been that size. Yeah, maybe get another one done, have him read that one. And like, is it shrinking or is it the same size? Did you? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I don't feel like it's shrinking. Although my memory is pretty sketchy. So, you know, 
I left my notebook at Costco two nights ago, so. <laughs> and the lady there was so nice. I know we have to get wrapping up here, but she was so sweet. When I went by yesterday, thank God they still had it because apparently uh, within 24 hours, they'll shred stuff like really? that. Yeah, and my notebook, for anybody out there, my notebook, I don't have it. Oh, I do have it. So this is my notebook, and I'm not going to show you what's in it, but... I make lists. I mean, list upon list upon, I mean, just, okay, you can't see it, but anyway, yeah, I make lists. And if I don't make a list, I forget. So right. the lady said after they found it, thank God, at the bottom of the recycle bin, um, she's like, maybe you should write your name and phone number in there because if I saw that, I would have called you. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> How did I not ever think to do that before? <laughs> Make sure you always have a good list in there, though. What's that? Make sure you always have good list in there, not like a murder list or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that would definitely be very condemning, I think. Yeah. Could be. No. Mine... My lists are always about my to-dos, the things that right. I always, like, you know, so, all right, so I started something different with this year. You can't really see it, but kind of, but it says, I wrote January 4th on there, so I put a date on it, mm. and then I made my list, and then <laughs> it carries over into today. Whatever I didn't do yesterday will carry mm -hmm. over into today, right. and then I just keep, so the list never goes away, because you always have something to do. Right. Right. It just so, kind of, it, it grows, it increases, decreases. Depending it on never the decreases. There's always something. Well, when you check something off. Well, but those things are like ongoing, like the budget, you know, but some of them, oh, yeah. <laughs> there's actually in, in my, no, in my notes, I added fine notebook in, <laughs> into my list. <laughs> Anyway, um, so, yeah, so she was watching out for me. That was very sweet of her, but I do have a laundry list of things that I have to do. It's all good. So next week, we will tell everybody what we, I mean, you've already told everybody you're deciding on the, the soda thing. Oh, so speaking of soda, real quick, I, I, I got off of soda a couple of years ago. Now, I do do Crystal Light. I flavor my water because I don't mm -hmm. drink plain water. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Crystal Light's good for you or not. Everybody says it's not good for you because of the, uh, the aspartame in it, whatever. Maybe it's that's shrinking enough. my brain. What's that? It's not, enough. it's not enough aspartame. I don't think it is, right? No, it's not. The amounts of aspartame they put into mice is like there's no way you could consume that much to have that effect on you and then your body so, gets rid of it and and i dilute it like i don't do it the way that they tell you in the directions yeah. i take one of those tubes and it's supposed to be for two quarts i do it to three quarts because i find it too syrupy when you do it their way yeah see I, so there's some of them that are just too like bleh, too flavorful yeah. too syrupy yeah i, I agree yeah so I do do three quarts of water to one packet, which kind of thins it out a little bit, stretches it out. Mm -hmm. Cause it's kind of expensive too. It's crazy yeah. expensive. Anyway, 
So I got off the of soda several years ago. It's been a long time. I mean, I still have like a Diet Coke every once in a while, like if we go out to dinner or something. Yeah. But generally, I do not drink soda. I told you my story, right? That I had gotten off soda? Yeah, but how did you get back on it? <laughs> so I played a game of March Madness with <sighs> the Big Red Company. And the winner with the most points at the end of the tournament got six months free of Big Red Soda. Oh, my God. So who do you think won? Right. <sighs> well, maybe this will be your break. Yeah. yeah break the chain. Win. Break the chain. I got rich off of soda. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. I told him I'm not buying it anymore. It's ridiculously priced right now. It can be. Yeah. It can be. All right, right now, my two liters are a dollar a piece. No. Our our two liters, I paid two fifty for yeah. a two liter bottle. They used to be ninety nine cents. Yeah. The the big yeah, red I, I don't get do a dollar. And the twelve uh the twelve packs. Oh no, they're expensive. They used to be a dollar ninety nine. They're oh, like wow. four fifty and five dollars here. Yeah. And six at Sam's and Costco, when you buy the big packs, they used to be 12 or 13 bucks, and now they're $19, $20. Really? Yeah. yeah That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't even, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, we're off of it. I told him I'm not buying it anymore, and I'm done with it. So, well, that's, I'll go buy that's it. That's my story. Cassie doesn't buy it. I go buy it. <laughs> I'm not buying that for you. Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll go get it. Yeah, I don't. Well, break the chain. There we go. Break the chain. All right. Oh, well, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, we went a little bit over time, but that's okay. It's been a while. Yeah. So uh, we don't know what time, like I said earlier, what time of day, morning, noon, or night. We don't know what day you're watching this, but we're glad that you got to join us. And again, Happy New Year. God bless you. And I will see you on Monday. And I'll see you next week. Bye.